Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Ashhad an la ilaha illallah Ashhad an la ilaha illallah Ashhad anna Muhammadar Rasulullah Ashhad anna Muhammadar Rasulullah Hayya ala Alhamdulillah, Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ufiru wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudillala wa man yudlil falahadiyala wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqu allaha haqqa tuqatihi wala tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun Ya ayyuhalnasu ittaqu rabbakumu alladhi khalakakum min nafsin wahida wa khalaka minha zawjaha wa batha minhuma rijanan kathiran wa nisaa واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرهام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتع الله ورسوله ومن يتع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحادي حادي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم والشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثات بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد الله لا إله الله لا إله إلا هو له الأسماء الحسنى. Indeed, we praise, we glorify Allah subhanahu wa taala. As He tells us in the Quran, Allah لا إله إلا هو. Allah, there is no deity to be worshipped except for Him. له الأسماء الحسنى. And to Allah subhanahu wa taala belongs the most beautiful of names. Indeed, we praise Him and we glorify Him. Allah subhanahu wa taala, Lord of the worlds, Master of the Day of Judgment. 
And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his aid and for his assistance in every single aspect of our lives as Muslims, from the small minor aspects of life, from the things that when we get up in the morning and we, and, and, and we go to sleep at night, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his aid and for his assistance all the way to the major aspects of our lives, such as choosing a spouse, getting married, getting a job, becoming financially successful, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his aid. And whenever we fall short of the mark, and wherever we do something that is incorrect, and perhaps we do something that displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we as Muslims, the people of balance, the people in the middle, we never lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, wama yaghfiru dhunuba illa Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, he can forget first Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a. Allah says he can forgive any sin no matter how big you may think it is kabir aw saghir you may think that you may think it may be a huge thing but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can forgive it and how even it may be a small sin that is persistent Allah the exalted can forgive it wa may yaghfiru dhunuba illa Allah and who can forgive your sins except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you may commit sins and you may be hard on yourself you may think there may be a point of no return but never lose hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah can forgive any sin of yours we seek refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evils within our own cells, from the evils within our own whisperings of shaitan. And we seek refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the consequences of those misdoings for whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen, favored, guided to the religion of Islam in the Islam, whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he favors, he guides and he chooses for him the path of Islam he opens his heart to Islam no one on the face of this earth will be ever be able to misguide this person no matter how much money you throw with this person no matter if you threaten this person if you threaten to take the life of this person if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has will for this person to accept Islam, to be a Muslim and he has opened his heart and he has opened his eyes to guidance there is no misguiding this person and the opposite is also true if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not guided this person has not opened his heart to Islam even if you think in your heart and you believe this person he's a great person this person he already goes to his local church this person he prays he already gives charity he's good to his parents all he needs to do now is just say the simple kalima that's all he needs to do now a simple word from him it should be easy for him he already does all the acts of Islam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he guides whoever he wants to so no even though you, you you may think this person may be a good Muslim they may be a good candidate to be a Muslim but if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not lit the flame in this person's heart has not lit the flame of Islam in the heart of this person he will never be able to accept Islam except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has willed it to be that way I stand before you today and I testify publicly openly and clearly on this blessed Friday I testify that no deity deserves any type of worship no matter how much money this person may have no matter how much power or status a person may have no one deserves that ounce of worship except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the last and final messenger the best of all mankind and the best of all of the NBA 
and we send peace and salutations upon him. We send peace and salutations upon his family members, upon the Sahaba, and upon all of those people who dare to be different in 2024 and to follow the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. To proceed, Allah the Exalted says, "O oh, you who believe, O oh, you who profess faith, O oh, you have iman in your heart, with your tongue and with your tongue and with your actions, be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa taala. Fear Allah subhanahu wa taala. Have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa taala, and fear Allah subhanahu wa taala only the way He deserves to be feared. Don't fear Allah subhanahu wa taala the way you fear your boss. Don't fear Allah subhanahu wa taala the way you fear your teacher. Don't fear Allah subhanahu wa taala the way you fear your parents. Don't fear Allah." Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Unfortunately, some people the way they fear their kids, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only the way He deserves to be feared. And do not allow yourselves to die except that you are in the state of submission, except that you are in the state of Islam, i.e., you practice Islam 25 hours every single day, not 24, 25 hours every single day you spend with Islam, i.e., you be a Zahid, you be a person who practices Zuhd, be somebody who refrains from, refrains from the beauty of the dunya. One time there was a great scholar, his name was Imam al-Shaybani, who was known for, to be a zahid he was known for his zuhd, somebody who refrained from the, 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 the worldly delights. And they said, لِمَا لَا تَكْتُبُ كِتَابٍ Zuhud. Why do you not author a book on Zuhud? You seem to be an expert on this topic. Why would you not write something on this topic? You, you, you seem to have mastered how to stay away from the dunya. He said, قَدْ صَنَّفْتُ كِتَابٍ فِي he said, I, he said, I authored a book on sales. I, wrote, I authored a book on tijara. I wrote a book on business and transactions. We asked you to write a book on zuhud, refraining from the dunya. And you wrote a book on selling products. You wrote a book on trade and business. How does it make sense? What is the connection between zuhud and tijara? How does it make sense? Because zuhud, being a zahid, does not mean that you don't that you don't enjoy the nice things from the dunya. Being a zahid does not mean that you can't have a nice house. Being a zahid does not mean that you can't have money. Being a zahid does not mean that you can't have a wife and you can't have a children and you can't go on vacations. You can't enjoy the 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 beauty of the dunya. That's not what being a zahid means. Being a zahid is that you don't let the dunya control you. Is that you don't let money control you. That you are not a slave to your house. You are not a slave to your money. You are not a slave to the dunya. That is what being a zahid is. Being a zahid is nothing controls who you are. You are free from the dunya. That is what a zahid is. So my brothers and my sisters, you be a zahid. Somebody who refrains from the dunya and only indulges in things that brings him closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To proceed, the best speech of that is that of the, of the Quran al-Kareem, Kitabullah, Kalamullah. And the best guidance is that of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the easiest fastest most convenient way to get to Jannah as many people they think and they write books how can I achieve success how can I achieve success in this world and the hereafter many people different religions different theologies a different faiths. how do I win in life we as Muslims we have the cheat code with us we have Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam qul in kuntum Say, if you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, follow Muhammad, follow me, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and Allah is going to love you to proceed. In my khutbah today, we begin first by asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to aid our brothers and our sisters in Palestine, in Gaza, where now that death toll has now amounted to 30,000 people. 
and more than a hundred thousand people have died, have been wounded, or are now missing. And now in our brothers and our sisters in Sudan, 15,000 people have died since the war has began. And more than six million people have been displaced from their houses. And we, ask, we also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to aid our brothers in Yemen, in Mahanar, and Kashmir, and across the Muslim world. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to aid them. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to put terror in the hearts of the oppressors. And wallahi, sometimes these things may become taboo after time. Killing becomes normalized, but we as Muslims, as long as they're taking the soul of one innocent Muslim, we will continue to speak up about it. Because Allah the Exalted, He says in the Quran, if you take a soul, nafsin, if you take one soul, is like you kill the entire humanity. You took one innocent soul. You didn't just ruin one person's life. You didn't ruin the livelihood of one person. You didn't ruin that person's wife and his children. You destroyed humanity by taken one life so as long as they continue their oppression wallahi will continue to speak out against it we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to aid our brothers and our sisters in Gaza and across the Muslim world and anybody facing oppression alhamdulillah today is my first day visiting this beautiful city of Patterson New Jersey Wayne New Jersey and the surrounding areas alhamdulillah I grew up in New York City in Queens New York but I, when I came to Jersey, it was always in different areas, Newark, New Brunswick. But alhamdulillah, today was my, yesterday was my first time visiting this beautiful area. And to visit my, my dear best friend, Sheikh Ismail, who is the imam of this masjid. And Sheikh Ismail, yesterday, he took me for a tour around Patterson, showing me all the different things that Patterson has, all the different restaurants, the different massages, different schools in the area. And wallahi today, I just want to say, wallahi, we as Muslims, sometimes we forget the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of the things that he has given to us, all of the different blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us as Muslims, especially in the year 2024. How many different blessings do we have? We have social media where we can connect to our family members. We can connect to our family members across the world. We have different payment mechanisms. We have XRP, XLM, Bitcoin, all of these different things that we have. We have different advances in medicine, different things that can help to cure cancer. All of these different things that have advanced over the course of time in 2024 and we sometimes we take for granted. And we overlook all the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us. Electric cars and airplane. That Wallahi, can, I can come from Orlando, Florida. I can get to Patterson, New York in two hours. Two hours and 20 minutes. Do we think about the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us? In 2024, Wallahi, we know we're struggling right now as, as a ummah collectively. But Wallahi, 2024, especially in the West, look at the amount of blessings that we have. Islamic schools, Islamic centers, all these different beautiful places. But my khutbah today, I don't want to talk to you about 2024. They asked me for a topic earlier, and I said, I want to talk about the year 2500. The year 2500, which I think, inshallah, was going to be even a better year than 2024. 2024, obviously I can't tell the future. I have no insight to the future. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, only He knows the future and what's going to happen. But me, as a Muslim, I can make a calculated roll of the dice. I can make a calculated hypothesis. I can make a calculated guess. And I think in 2500, I think things are going to even get better. I think the Muslims in Patterson, in New Jersey, are going to become even stronger. They're going to be more and more Muslims. We're going to have better social media, better payment mechanisms. We're going to have more and more advances in medicine and technology and all of these different things. 
And right here in this community, Masjid Yunus, Wallahi, I see it getting bigger. I see the congregation get even more and more. The, the need may be to buy even more houses that are surrounding it. I can see this community exploding and growing. I can see the need for a Muslim school right on this, on this block perhaps. A Muslim hospital in this community. Wallahi, these are things that I can see that are going to happen, inshallah. But when we talk about this beautiful year, 2500, and all these beautiful things that I foresee, and I think are going to happen in 2500, there's only one thing missing from this beautiful equation. One thing that won't be there in 2500. All these things that I'm talking about is going to be one thing missing from 2500. And the thing missing from 2500 that won't be there is me and you. Me and you. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, verily, Muhammad, you are dead. And they are dead too. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was talking to the Prophet when he was, when he was alive and he said, You are basically dead. And they are basically dead too. And I think everybody in this community, everybody, generally speaking, they have this concept. Every single soul should taste death. Everybody understands this. I'm going to die. One day I'm not going to be here. 2,500, I'm not going to be here. But the, perhaps the most saddest part of this equation is not, you're going to, is not that you're going to be dead in 2,500. It's not that you're not going to be here in 2,500. The most saddest part of this entire equation is that you probably won't even be remembered in 2,500. Is that people won't even know who you are in 2,500. That people won't remember your name. How often do you sit there and do you think about my great-great-great-grandmother, my great-great-great-grandfather? Do you even know their name, who they were, where they lived? Do you even know these basic things about your great-great-great-grandfather? Are your great 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 grandmother? So perhaps this is the most saddest part of the equation. The place that you sweated for, the place that you had tears for, the place that you gave your blood for. You worked 15 to 16 hours a day just to make some money, just to make money. You worked so hard that when you got home, you neglected your kids and you neglected your wife and you started arguments at home because you worked, because you wanted the dunya so much. And now in 2500, the dunya doesn't even remember who you were. It's like you lived, it's, it's like you died and you never even lived. So how do we build a legacy that lasts? A legacy that is like metal that penetrates and lasts through time. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Salatu was Salam, Allah Rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in, amma ba'd. How do we build a legacy that lasts and penetrates through time? The first way is that we understand what a legacy is. Because people, when they hear the word legacy, they automatically think, I need a million views and, and follows on social media. Wallahi, that is not what a legacy is. Leaving a lasting legacy is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Wallahi, there are people today who are famous and well-known. They have millions of viewers. But fissama, they are majhul. They are unknown. Nobody cares about this person, the people of Jannah. And the flip side is also true. You may have somebody, a, a brother that comes to the masjid. Every single day he brings his young son he brings him every single day he comes to the masjid he encourages his kids to come to the masjid and he gives salam to a few people in the masjid people may not know his name much people may not even know what he does for a job but wallahi he is famous to the people of jannah they can't wait for him to get to jannah he is famous he is famous with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is what fame is about first off understanding what a legacy is and how to leave a legacy leaving a legacy with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
Allah, that is a true legacy. That is a legacy that always lasts. And we need to mention these points, and we have to talk about these points. Because we live in 20, 2024 in the age of social media. And wallahi, sometimes we may get tricked and we may get duped. Because this person, he may look famous. He may have millions of views and millions of followers. He goes to the club. He goes dancing at the party. And he puts a video up and he puts a pictures up. And everybody likes and they share it. And we think in our head, wow, this person is famous. But wallahi, if you are involved in haram, you are not happy. And it's disgusting. It is muqrib jiddan. Wallahi, there's no other way around it if you are involved in haram if your life is haram if you think haram gets you famous wallahi you are deluded the only happiness is halal the only happiness is the boundaries of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you may ask how do you know this wallahi i've been in the one community work now for about the last six years and wallahi, the, most, the call that I get the most is people calling me, telling me, I am unhappy. I am depressed. I don't know what it is. I'm doing everything that I can do in the, dun in the dunya, but I am not happy. Because happiness is only with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you may say, perhaps that is just your own, your own thoughts. People have just called you that. That may not be the truth completely. If you want to do your own research, you go ask a convert, somebody who accepted Islam. And you ask him why he accepted Islam. And they will tell you for themselves, I tried this, I tried that. They there was no happiness there but when I accepted Islam when I became a Muslim that is when my heart became content that is when I because happiness is only with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a Muslim lives within the boundaries of Islam and he is the freest of free the second way that we build a legacy is that everybody in this room wants you to understand that you have some skill that you can keep with you. You have something that you're good at. Everybody here is good at something. Somebody may be good at speaking. Somebody may be good at carpentry. Somebody may good, be good at painting. Whatever ability you have, whatever expertise you have, you use it and you become the best of it. You go to the highest part of your field and you become the top of your field. How many things now are left? The minbar that we stand upon today, how did the minbar start? Except for one person and hard work and perseverance. Hard work and perseverance. I had one skill, one thing that I was good at, but I worked harder than my craft. I worked harder than my skill. How many people today, their names are edged in history because of that one skill they were good at, that one thing that we are good at. My brothers and my sisters, to build a community, you need people from different skill sets, different backgrounds, people that are good at multiple things that work hard and come together. One time there was a student of Imam Malik, and Imam Malik, one time he had a hajalis, he had a sitting, and a lot of students were there, and a lot of students, they came to obviously to see Imam Malik in Medina, and there was this one student, he came from Spain, and, they were, and then one time in the class, there was an elephant that passed by, an elephant, and now obviously in Medina, you're in Mecca, an elephant is not an average sight that you see. So everybody from the gathering, they went out and they went to go see the elephant. Why is there a, a random elephant in Medina? A random elephant in Saudi Arabia? This doesn't make sense. And one student stayed. And late, he stayed in the class. And Imam Malik, he asked him, Why did you not leave to go see the elephant? Why are you still sitting here? He said, I traveled from Spain. I traveled from Spain to sit with you, not to see an elephant. I came here for knowledge, not to go look at an elephant. And wallahi, today, if you read the hadith book of Imam Malik, the if you read the chains of narration, it'll be hard to find one chain except that Laith is mentioned in that chain because of his hard work and his perseverance. The third way, the most obvious way, obviously, is the, is the, the well-known hadith that all, everything is cut off after death except for three. 
sadaqatul jariya, money that you gave for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a project that you invested in for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secondly, some type of knowledge that you benefited people with. Something simple. It doesn't have to always be something that is complex and difficult. Something simple that you learned. Something simple and you went and you taught your wife. You taught your children. You told the brother in the message, hey, I read this today. This is what I learned. I just wanted to share with you. With you. And this person goes, he tells his kids, they tell their friends, and then you know this knowledge spreads. Just a simple piece of information that you share with somebody. And the last, and the last way is a pious child, a pious son, a pious daughter that you have. And wallahi, this is something that many people, they, they overlook. I bring my son to the masjid every single day. Perhaps he runs around. Perhaps he doesn't listen to me in the masjid. Perhaps he's not the best behaved child in the masjid. So what? Years from now, not ten, maybe not today, maybe not next year, maybe not two years, maybe not ten years, perhaps 20 years from now, Wallahi, you will see the fruits of your benefit. One day that child is going to remember my father, he took me to the masjid. My father was a good man. My father may have had problems, but he was a good, upright, just man. My mother was a good person. My mother, she loved Islam. My mother, she gave her heart for Islam. And years from now, you may not know the impact that may have on your child's life. And lastly, is that you meet everybody with a good smile and you treat everybody kindly no matter who you come across no matter who you meet again you may never know the child's life you may change you may never know this child's life who you may change by a simple pat on the back a simple salam a simple here here's five dollars here's a piece of candy here's something you can take with you wallahi you may never know the child's life that you may change me personally i wasn't always muslim i accepted islam when i was about 18 to 19 years old and before I accepted Islam, growing up in Queens, New York, there was a message that I used to go to. Not, to. not to listen to the sermon, not to pray. When I was 16 years old, 15 years old, I wanted to go play basketball. So I used to go to this message when I saw the brothers in front, the people in front playing basketball, and they used to tell me, come play. So I said, sure. And I used to go there pretty often. And then there would be some brothers in the message, some older brothers, and they used to cook food every now and then. And they used to tell me, please, come in, have something to eat. Come have. So I said, okay. They never talked to me about Islam. They never told me about Islam. They never told me to read this book, read this verse, none of that. And then years later when I accepted Islam, when I was 18 and 19 years old, I accepted the religion of Islam. Wallahi, I thought about Islam. And the only thing that I knew was not fiqh, was not the Quran, was not hadith. I knew in my head the Muslims are good people. The Muslims were good, kind people. That was the lesson that I took. The Muslims, at the core of it, they were good people. They had people who had good hearts. And I felt that when I became Muslim. So Wallahi, you may never know the impact on a child's life you may leave. So Wallahi, everybody that you come to, meet them with a smile. Meet them with a good face. Because Wallahi, you may never know the child's life that you may change. To conclude on my khutbah today, I wanted to end it by asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for our brothers and our sisters in Palestine and in Gaza. O noble people of Gaza, O noble people of Gaza, keep your heads up high for Islam. Keep your heads up high. Keep your chin high for Islam. Peace be upon the blood of every single innocent child and every single innocent woman and every single innocent man who has stood in the face of tyranny, who has stood in the face of tyranny, who stood in the face of brutality. Peace, peace upon the blood of every single child who wished to one day run in Jerusalem in Quds but never had the chance to. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for build to build you a Quds in Jannah. Peace be upon the blood of every single innocent man, every single innocent woman, every single innocent child that exposed the fake world, that exposed the world to everybody to see. Peace be upon the blood of every single innocent child, every single innocent woman, 
women and every single innocent man that exposed fake councils and fake organizations and exposed it on full view to the world. Peace be upon their blood. O people of Gaza, O noble people of Gaza, O people who have faced tyranny, stand strong. Keep your, keep your chins held high for Islam. Don't wipe the tears from your face and do not bend your back. Keep your stealth, stand straight and do not bow to anybody except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and know for sure that victory is close to you. Rabbana innana amanna faghfir lana dhunubana wa kina adhabannar. Rabbana afrigh alayna sabran wa thabbit aqdamana wa ansurna على القوم الكافرين وانصرنا على القوم المنافقين وانصرنا على القوم الظالمين ربنا ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وكنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا بعد إذ حديتنا وهبنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوحاب سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Shadwala Ilahailallah, Shadwana Muhammad al Rasulullah, Hayala Saleh, Hayala al Falah, God Kamatis Salah, God Kamatis Salah. الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله استو لا تختلفوا فتختلف قلوبكم please strain your rows lest your hearts differ sisters also please strain the rows don't leave any gaps if any brothers are outside please try to make make room for your brother inshallah inshallah Allah will make room for you in Jannah الله أكبر Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawmiddin Iyaka Na'budu wa Iyaka Nasta'een Nuhdina Sirat Al-Mustaqeem Sirat Al-Ladheena An'amta Alayhim غير المضوب عليهم ونضانين آمين يا أيها الذين آمنوا إذا نودي للصلاة من يوم الجمعة إذا نودي للصلاة من يوم الجمعة فسعوا إلى ذكر الله وذروا البيع ذانكم خير لكم إن كنتم تعلمون فإذا قضيت الصلاة فانتشروا في الأرض وابتغوا من فضل الله وَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ وَإِذَا رَأَوْا تِجَارَةً أَوْ لَهْوًا فَضُّوا إِلَيْهَا وَتَرَكُوكَ قَائِمًا 
قل ما عند الله خير من اللحو ومن التجارة والله خير الرازقين الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين نحدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المضوب عليهم ونضانين آمين إذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورأيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفره إنه كان توابا الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi Just one brief announcement before everybody heads out. Um, tonight, Sheikh Ismail asked me to remind everybody we have a program here at the Masjid with myself and Sheikh Ismail at 6 p.m. It's preparing for the month of Ramadan. So if anybody's free and would like to come out, please, we'd like to see you guys, inshallah. Wassalam. <laughs>